Hello, what's going on guys? Cali Cowboy here, coming at you with another episode of the podcast, and uh, I am doing great. Been a while since my last uh, podcast episode, but I'm ready to get back into it. Um, And uh, yeah, want to dive into this draft, go ahead and do a quick review on it, see um, who we picked up how that affects our, you know, our philosophy, our strategy going forward, and things of that nature. So, yeah, diving right into it. Um, of course, everyone knows that this year we didn't have a first-round pick because of the trade that we made uh, last year for Amari Cooper. And with that, uh, it's just a little bit of a... Uh, delayed gratification I guess you could say or early gratification you know we paid for that um, at the draft you know but we did have gain you know and like pro bowl receiver type talent and you know I think that's something that's very uh it's, it's very good for us you know it wasn't like we wasted a first round like we did for Roy Williams in the past or you know anything of that sort so I was fine you know with that Cooper trade and uh, it's just you know of course you want to see you know have you you want to see yourself have a first round pick you want to see you know pick up some good talent but you know I think uh, this goes to the Cowboys uh, the front office the draft uh, uh, the people that do the draft analysis for us they probably looked ahead and into it, uh, uh, looked ahead and, uh, you know, checked that out, checked out the wide receiver class in, you know, in this year's 2019 draft class, uh, took a look at that and, uh, as well as the other positions in the first round. And they were thinking probably the talent didn't stack up enough for, you know, for us to really not want to give that first away. So, um, that's what I'm thinking uh, with uh, Will McClay, you know, running running everything. Um, so far, you know, we had such a good reputation for drafting well. Um, so I put my trust in Will McClay, and uh, I, you know, I fully support that trade. So, you know, just tested our patience a little bit in that first round, you know, just watching everybody go. But uh, overall, you know, I wasn't really affected too much because of the you know the talent wasn't too great as in years past so um in that you know in that same light you know the cowboys we have a reputation of drafting good so we you know we have to you know uh make up for that we still have a standard to uphold with that reputation of drafting great you know and without a first round pick that kind of you know kind of uh uh, holds us back a little bit everyone is still expecting us you know to have a good draft we're we're like you know the primetime team everyone's looking at us so um and you know not a lot of people are counting the fact that we don't have a first round pick and they don't care <laughs> did your draft suck yes or no so <laughs> things like that go into it so uh i think we still you know we did a great job i think for what we had and uh Time will tell. Uh, time will only tell how this draft class will play out. So, going into some of the draft picks, let's start off with Tristan Hill, second round pick. 
Um, really like his uh, his traits. He is, you know, for the first thing I've seen when I've seen his highlights, he is a high motor guy with uh, with raw skills. He gets off the ball extremely fast, and uh, you know, like I said, his motor is very high. He he pursues things. You know, he goes after goes after the ball, doesn't quit on a play, and you know, he's just that type of player that the dire- direction of the NFL is going in. And I think that you know he's gonna be yes a raw player, but with Rod Marinelli, he can mold him. He's he uh, banged the, the desk for him, uh, you know, in the draft room, in the war room. And he got his guy. So I think, you know, uh, potential is, you know, just nothing but the best for him. So uh, good ball get off, high motor, goes 100 miles an hour, (laughs) uh, just gives it his all. And that's all you can really ask for someone. Uh, Yes, he's raw. He, you know, he over pursues. He has a little bit of an anger problem. Um, You know, his technique isn't as sound as you would want it to be. But that's okay. You know, I think with his upside, it it makes up for it. He has a high upside, high potential um, kind of player. So um, I'm really, I'm really, you know, psyched about that. Uh, It'll be interesting what kind of player uh, to see what kind of player he becomes. And, uh, you know, people are talking about uh, we should have took a safety instead of uh, the defensive tackle. But in my opinion, I do, I do think that uh, defensive tackle was the right right move to make, the right pick to make, um, because for me personally, my philosophy is if you, you if you start in the trenches, if you start with that first uh, that first person to affect the passer, you know, instead of the person that's furthest away from the ball, um, I, I think that's the way to go. You know, the, the trenches are where the, everything starts. Um, you know, the offensive line is our philosophy on offense uh, to build their first, uh, to build that run game or, to, you know, to be sturdy. Why why not in on the defensive line, on the defensive side of the ball? You know, everything starts there, I believe. So, and, you know, that's one case for to make for the defensive tackle. Um, and also, I think that, you know, the situation of the draft, you know, we didn't have, um, uh, we didn't have our selection of uh, as many uh, tackles as we, as we did at safety. Uh, There was a big run that happened at three technique um, during the second round. And we were left with pretty much him on our board as our only, you know, good defensive tackle that we liked. So, Time will tell, you know, to see how good uh, the safeties are stacked up to him, to Tristan Hill. But, you know, there was such depth at safety. Um, Not saying that it's the best depth, but there was still more depth at safety rather than defensive tackle. And uh, I think defensive tackle is a bigger impact of uh, a bigger impact on defense, in my opinion. So I I like the selection right there Uh, in the second round. Next third round. Connor McGovern, uh, he is kind of was a surprise pick at first. I wasn't expecting offensive guard uh, slash center um, or offensive line in general. 
uh, at first. But the more you think about it, you know, it, it kind of does make sense because Travis Frederick, you know, injured all year last all year last year. Um, we had uh, not that great of depth, you know. Thank God Joe Looney uh, and uh, and the other backup. But going down the line, you know, having to pay uh, more players, having to deal with you know the financial side of things, you know he was the best player on the board you know why not keep adding to what our strength is and that totally makes sense and pick the best player on your board and uh from what i'm hearing he's a very technically sound uh offensive lineman he plays center and guard position flex is what uh what we like you know so in case frederick you know for whatever reason or whatever happens to him if he doesn't play we got a backup for him, so uh, I kind of like I, I like this pick. <laughs> so um, and I'm hearing nothing but good things about his play. You know, he's a technically sound guard. You know, uh, very very high, highly graded. So um, I don't have a problem with it at all. So third round, uh, I'll give you know I'll give that a uh, not really good on giving grades, but I don't know if I had to. I guess I would give it a B. I would say. Um, and Tristan Hill, he would probably be like a B minus or so, maybe a C plus. Um, anyways, going on to the next pick, fourth round, Tony Pollard, a running back. And I thought this would be the third round. I thought we would have took a running back a little earlier, uh, maybe even second round. See what is the best running back because um, Zeke is by himself back there, pretty much, and we don't have a change up pitch for him or, or you know, a, like the same uh the talent drop off is like really huge when, when Zeke is not on the field and uh I really think we needed to address that uh and uh having a good one-two punch like the Saints do um like you know the Patriots do and things like that I think that's re- very valuable having a you know a stable of running backs having a you know uh good people to compliment you know, your, your running backs. So, um, like this pick in the fourth, um, what I'm hearing about him, he is a dual threat running back who was originally a wide receiver, uh, and also a very good return specialist. And that having that Swiss army knife in the backfield is, is pretty good. And when you think about it, you know, you'll have Zeke and him on the field, you know, just to, you know, have that many options, you know, at, uh, on any given play so you know you give you give the defense you know different threats and uh different things you can do and uh we'll see what Kellen Moore can do with that so um and I'm hearing he's very fast uh not not like 4-3 burner fast but I'm hearing he's very quick and uh not sure what the stat was exactly but he's a very good kick returner um, as well as, as uh, kickoff coverage, um, but he had, I don't know, what was it, tied the most for college football kickoff return touchdowns, uh, some kind of, you know, great stat like that with touchdowns, and uh, that's pretty nice to have because, you know, we really haven't had, you know, the, the greatest of, you know, kickoff returners uh, in, in the history of the Cowboys, like off the top, top of my mind. 
Felix Jones, Dwayne Harris, and <laughs> that's about it off the top of my head. But, you know, we're not known for our kickoff returners, you know, having an impact on that side, you know, on that side of the ball. So, you know, fourth round running back, I think it was a, was a need for us. So took it there, like the kind of player that we got. And I would give that, I give that about a C plus. C plus. So going on to the next round, <clears throat> fifth round, we had two picks in the fifth. Um, first one was Michael Jackson, cornerback out of Miami. Um, and, and also uh, just saying that I haven't had enough time to like, uh, well, I had enough time, but I didn't actually, you know, analyze this draft before it happened. Uh, I was kind of, you know, away from football a little bit. So I didn't, you know, really go into in depth, you know, um, looking at each players in the draft like I, you know, like I should have been. But um, I just give my reactionary thoughts and I, I have watched highlights on them so far. So, um, but you know, just giving my reactionary uh, thoughts on these players. So Michael Jackson, cornerback, he, he's about 6'1", 6'2", 200 pounds. And from what I've seen, he's a, he looks like a, the uh, has the traits of a, of a playmaker. And uh, in Miami, you know, he they have that turnover chain. And you can just see he's a swaggy kind of player. And, I, you know, you got to have that at cornerback. You got to have confidence. And uh, he had... I believe his junior year was his best year. He had like four interceptions and uh, was up there. So, uh, you know, I think he has some potential just based off of his highlights. He looks like a you know sound player. Uh, Miami usually has some good players, so I'm kind of excited. Uh, and it's kind of funny what the, you know, the name for, you know, Michael Jackson and then the next player selected after him, Joe Jackson. Uh, it's like that's kind of funny Michael Jackson Joe Jackson but uh, anyway yeah Joe Jackson um, not too much on him I did watch him but he, he didn't flash too much kind of just had that classic defensive end traits you know he's pretty good pass rusher pretty solid run stopper but you know no flashy highlights or anything like that he's just pretty you know solid uh, you know overall and We'll see what happens with him. See if he can, uh, you know, push for that right defensive end spot. Maybe he'll be a surprise in camp. Uh, who knows? So, would you know, would like to see some things out of you know him, just like I would see, like to see out of every pick. So, there it is. And they're both Miami players. So, some one of our scouts was uh, beating the table for Miami. So, hey, we got him. So, anyways, going on to the sixth round, we have a safety, Donovan Wilson. Um, I believe it's A&M, Texas A&M he came from. And he has box safety traits, you know, good physical um, good physical play when you watch him. Um, and, he, you know, he's classic, likes to, you know, hit the, hit the ball carrier really hard. Um, and you always got to have that kind of player on your team. Keith Davis, Roy Williams, J.J. Uh, Wilcox, those kind of players, you know what I mean? Intimidate, you know, intimidate that offense. You know, you got to have some force. Um, uh, you got to enforce your will on the offense, uh, you know, every once and again. So, uh, like the pick, hey, safety's of need. So, fill that in. 
and uh, see if he comes out to anything. He's going to have to fight. You know, we do got players there still. You know, you got Heath, you got Georgia Loca. Um, and, yeah, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, moving on, seventh round, we had two picks. Don't have as much intel on these guys, but one of them is a position of need. And uh, that guy is Mike Weber or Weber. He's a running back, Ohio State. Um, he w- he was the backup to Zeke, and uh, ever since you know he's done his own thing. I heard he was a pretty highly rated, not highly rated, but pretty well rated running back, and uh, he he was one of our targets, and uh, we got him in the seventh. Um, you know, hopefully he'll be that more traditional running back. You know, we got Tony Pollard, who's that Swiss Army, you know, receiver and runner. Um, Mike Weber will probably be more on the early downs if Zeke, if Zeke needs a break, which he probably won't want to take one. But if we do need a sub, uh, you know, a sub for whatever reason on the running downs, we'll have him. Um, and they do have that chemistry together being at Ohio State. So they have a similar running style, which is pretty nice when you, you know, give Zeke a, you know, a break every once in a while. Or knock on wood if he's injured. So, Mike Weber, Weber, pretty solid pick for the seven. You know, it's the seventh round, last last round. So, pretty good pick. Uh, and last pick, Jalen Jelks. Um, watched uh, like a brief highlight film on him, and uh, he look he's tall. He's six six from Oregon, and he has a lot of pass breakups, and. Like they always say, when you're late in the rounds, you're looking for traits, you're looking for, you know, attributes, you're looking for things that'll stand out. And for me, is his height and his ability to knock down passes. So um, that's one thing he, you know, he brought to the table for me. And uh, he looked like he had a pretty good motor and uh, got after the passer. So I'm gonna have to see about that. So that rounded out the uh, the whole draft for us. Um, once again, you know, it's not anything spectacular. We kind of, we went through the trenches in the second and third round. Tristan Hill, Connor McGovern, um, which is, you know, awesome for me. It's not sexy, but, you know, you're giving resources to that, to the trenches, you know, to the heartbeat of, you know, of the football team. So I'm not mad at that at all. No matter what grade, you know, anyone gives us, it's the pure attempt to you know attack that need so uh i like it a lot and you know the flashiest thing we did have was the next two picks tony pollard michael jackson you know those guys cornerback running back kind of the skill players so we did address that after um pretty good as well we we kept it pretty balanced actually when you, when i'm looking at it you know we got hill defense offense defense offense um uh, yeah, and then defense, offense, defense. So um, overall, not mad at this draft. Don't really have a problem with it. Um, you know, could be better, obviously, but I think it. I think it's great. Uh, overall grade for the for this draft, um, I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. It has potential, for sure. It has potential. So um, not mad at it at all. So. Yes. Um, also, I wanted to quickly hit these undrafted free agents and uh, haven't watched, you know, any highlight film on them. But I just wanted to talk about real quick, you know, we're usually really pretty good at uh, 
getting some hidden gems with the undrafted free agents. You know, um, Cole Beasley, um, various other, right now I can't think of, uh, you know, all of them right now, but, you know, we have had success with the undrafted free agents, so um, we did pick up uh, seven free agents that had a draftable grade, according to most of the draft experts, and that's almost like having a second draft, so how could you not be excited for that? That's freaking awesome. So for me, you know, I'm like, wow, we almost had two, dra- <laughs> two drafts. Like, they're not the highest rated people, but that's still that's still pretty awesome. So uh, the people that stand out for me right right off the bat for everyone, I'm sure, uh, all of you, like Chris Westry, cornerback, uh, University of Kentucky. He's 6'4", 34-inch arms, runs a 4'340". You know, what What else can you ask for, you know, from an undrafted free agent? Uh, he, you know, he has all of the traits. And uh, from what I've seen from his interview, uh, he seems like a good guy, but you never know. But, you know, you can't pass on. You, you got to get that guy on your team. You know, let uh, Chris Richard, you know, mold him, Rod Marinelli. Let them coach him up. Uh, coach him up and see what happens. And, uh I'm pretty excited about that. That's my pet cat. That's who I hope makes it through camp and gets a roster spot. <laughs> um, also, we got Mitch Hyatt, offensive tackle, Clemson. He, if I'm not mistaken, he's a four-year starter or at least a four-year player from you know from Clemson, Clemson, and won two national championships. You know, he's got that championship pedigree, got that experience, and offensive line. You know, we got to keep hacking that lineup. So, uh, not mad at getting him either. I'm, I hear he, he was a pretty, you know, um, pretty well-rated uh, prospect. So, and one of the best tackles in the nation. So, kind of reminds me of that situation where we had, uh, you know, Leal Collins. Not to that degree, you know, because he was probably projected to be a first-rounder. If, if it wasn't for the character, you know, issues, but, or whatever his situation was, but kind of reminds me of that situation kind of a little bit. So got it, got him with, uh, you know, uh, managed to sign him also, uh, also other per, per, uh, player that obviously stands out, Larry Allen Jr., son of Larry Allen, the hall of famer, um, that's just awesome, you know, <laughs> to have, you know, one of your old Hall of Famers son on your team, you know, picking him up. Why not? You know, his name's Larry Allen. So <laughs> why not see what he does? Hopefully, you know, he makes the team, but um, you never know. So um, other guys, you got Jalen Guyton, John Vea Johnson, Brandon Knight, also offensive tackle. Uh, those first other two were wide receivers. Um, Derek Pooney, offensive tackle. Ricky Walker, defensive tackle. Daniel Wise, defensive tackle. Uh, a lot of defense. Uh, two linebackers, Andrew Dowell, Luke Gifford. Uh, another linebacker, Nate Hall. And another linebacker, Justin Phillips. So it looks like we're trying to fill our depth at linebacker. And I would like to find another strong side linebacker. You know, you got... Lee getting up there in age, um, obviously, and you got obviously Jalen and Leighton Vanderesh. So, you know, they're they're mainstays, and 
We don't really know what we're doing as strong, so I would like to see if we can find a gem at, at you know at linebackers at, uh, and fill that. So that's awesome. I think this draft was overall pretty good. Um, and yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and end this episode right here. Um, and yeah, guys, so thanks for listening for the if you are listening and uh, appreciate you stopping by and I will catch y'all later. Peace.